Hey Hope family, welcome back to Hope Daily and our second look at the book of Acts. On Friday, I gave a bit of an overview of Acts 1 through 5, and as you read through those chapters, there's a lot of talk about the temple. They meet in the temple, there's healing outside the temple, teaching inside the temple, they are arrested and tried in the temple, etc., etc. And I think part of what is happening is a battle between the established temple and the new temple, namely the body of Christ. So we saw how the community of Jesus' disciples are to be this new temple. Today, I want to zoom in on a particular scene in that chunk of chapters, specifically chapters 3 and 4. But first, have you ever read the Chronicles of Narnia? There's a particular scene that is likely familiar to you if you have, but it definitely stands out in my memory, and it comes from the book Prince Caspian where the Prevencies are whisked back to Narnia, and while traveling, Lucy, the youngest of the family, sees Aslan for the first time. And a bit later, the family is trying to decide where they should go, which direction, and Lucy feebly argues to go the way that she saw Aslan going, but is unable to convince her siblings to go that route. She's the only one who can see him, and she feels bidden to go and follow him, but ashamed that she's the only one who can see him. She fears what it would mean to leave her brothers and sisters when they make the decision to go the other way. Aslan shows up later that night, and this scene unfolds. Aslan says, Lucy, you have work in hand, and much time has been lost today. Yes, wasn't it a shame, said Lucy? I saw you all right. They wouldn't believe me. There's also, from somewhere deep inside Aslan's body, there came the faintest suggestion of a growl. I'm sorry, said Lucy, who understood some of his moods. I didn't mean to start slanging the others, but it wasn't my fault anyway, was it? The lion looked straight into her eyes. Oh, Aslan, said Lucy, you don't mean it was. How could I? I couldn't have left the others and come up to you alone. How could I? Don't look at me like that. Oh, well, I suppose I could. Yes, and it wouldn't have been alone, I know. Not if I was with you. But what would have been the good? Aslan said nothing. You mean, said Lucy rather faintly, that it would have turned out all right somehow? But how? Please, Aslan, am I not to know? To know what would have happened, child? said Aslan. No, nobody is ever told that. Oh dear, said Lucy. But anyone can find out what will happen, said Aslan. If you go back to the others now and wake them up and tell them you have seen me again and that you must all get up at once and follow me, what will happen? There's only one way of finding out. Do you mean that is what you want me to do? gasped Lucy. Yes, little one said Aslan. Will the others see you too? asked Lucy. Certainly not at first, said Aslan. Later on, it depends. But they won't believe me, said Lucy. It doesn't matter. It's a, a powerful scene of this little girl of this little girl whose faith is being tested. Her allegiances really even being tested. And it calls each of us to have a faith in what we have seen and heard, regardless of what others believe. And in Acts 3, we read of Peter and John healing a lame man outside of the temple, and then they go into the temple to preach about the resurrection of Jesus. And there they are seized and arrested by the Sadducees and brought before the Sanhedrin. And after standing trial and making their bold case, they are sent out as the Sanhedrin convened together. And we pick up in Acts chapter 4, verse 15. 
After they ordered them to leave the Sanhedrin, they conferred among themselves, saying, What should we do with these men? For an obvious sign has been done through them, clear to everyone living in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But so that this does not spread any further among the people, let's threaten them against speaking to any again speaking to anyone in this name again. So they called for them and ordered them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. Peter and John answered them, Whether it's right in the sight of God for us to listen to you rather than to God, you decide. For we are unable to stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. Isn't this what we have been called to do? Earlier, we read that the Sanhedrin could tell that Peter and John were uneducated men. They weren't scholars who could connect all the dots. They couldn't prove beyond a reasonable doubt using fancy, fancy rhetoric or learned insights. But they had an experience that they couldn't shut up about. We may not be able to answer all the questions people have about following Jesus, but have you seen him move and work in your life? Like Lucy, you may fear that you'll look stupid. You may fear that you'll be alone that you won't be able to answer all their questions. You may fear that you'll be unsuccessful. But Jesus is calling us to share what we have seen and heard and let the chips fall where they may. They won't believe, certainly not at first, and later on, it depends. Peter and John are threatened and then released, and they return to the home where the rest were, were gathered, and they pray. Picking up in verse 24 of Acts 4, we read, When they heard this, they raised their voices together to God and said, Master, you are the one who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You said through the Holy Spirit, the mouth of our father David, your servant, Why do the Gentiles rage and the peoples plot futile things? The kings of earth take their stand and the rulers assemble together against the Lord and Messiah. For in fact, in this city, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, assembled together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed to do whatever your hand and your will had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, consider their threats and grant that your servants may speak your word with all boldness, while you stretch out your hand for healing and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. Notice that they don't pray for safety. They don't pray for increased intellect or fancy new, new arguments. They simply pray for boldness to continue to speak. May our prayers reflect this heart. Help us, Lord, first to have eyes to see all you've done and said in our lives. And may we next have the boldness to give testimony, regardless of who listens or who believes.